If more Americans knew that in football, brain injuries account for over 65% of all sport-related deaths, do you think that Americans would place a higher importance on eliminating head injuries? Yes, brain injuries in sports are a major concern. Concussions are the most common major form of brain injury. This is Leah Frommer speaking. She is an athletic trainer at the University of Richmond. There are over 1.6 million sports-related concussions each year. This affects over 5% of athletes. Concussions are posing a huge problem in youth sports. The number of concussions in youth sports must be reduced to keep all athletes safe. Medical professionals also need to learn how to treat concussions properly. Hi guys, my name is Maddie Woodward and this is episode one of Injuries in Sports podcast. Today we will be focusing on concussions in athletes, especially at the high school age. So let's start out with what is a concussion? Danny Otto from the Headway Foundation explains. A concussion is a serious brain injury. Concussions are caused by force to the head, neck, or body. Concussions occur when there is jolting of the neck, for example, whiplash. Whiplash is why concussions are a huge concern when there are car accidents. Concussions occur because the brain and skull collide. This causes swelling of the brain. During the collision, delicate cells are damaged. In the brain, there are accidents, and when damaged, the brain does not function properly. This is what leads to symptoms. When a concussion is obtained, there are a variety of symptoms experienced by the athlete. The new Tough Pack explains common symptoms include headache, fatigue, poor memory, poor concentration, dizziness, depression, and sensitivity to light. In addition to those symptoms, there are many more symptoms that can be experienced by the athlete. Now that we understand what a concussion is and the symptoms of a concussion, we must go back in time and look at the history of a concussion. Emily Harrison explains where concussions all started. Concussions emerged more than a century ago in the very first decades of football. At that time, there was ample evidence that concussions occurred frequently and ample reason to believe that concussions could have long-term pathogenic consequences. As the problem of concussions emerged in society, people began working to eliminate concussions by making equipment improvements. In hockey, helmets have not always been used. According to Wirth, the use of hockey helmets began in Sweden in the middle 1950s. An insurance survey in 1961 found that over 100 closed head injuries with one death, 22 mild traumatic brain injuries, and three facial fractures. It also found that the number of serious head injuries in ice hockey was increasing. Concussions are very common in athletes, and there are a variety of symptoms experienced when a concussion is obtained. Although concussions cannot be eliminated entirely, the number of concussions can be reduced through using a proper fitting helmet, modifying rules of sports, and following the the proper return-to-play process. To ensure the safety of athletes, the number of concussions must decrease and the treatments of concussion must be done properly.
Concussions can happen while playing any sport, but are most common in contact sports such as hockey and football. In hockey, concussions can occur throughout the entire game. Today, we will be sitting down with Carolyn Emery as she will be talking about her study about concussions in different hockey leagues in Canada. I looked at two hockey leagues in Canada and compared injuries in Czech hockey and non-Czech hockey. Czech hockey is a much more physical way to play hockey as more body contact is legal. Non-Czech hockey is less physical and is played by all age groups 12 and under along with all girls hockey leagues. I looked at approximately 1,000 players between the two different leagues. The total number of game minutes were about the same. Between the leagues, I found that the Czech Hockey League, there were a total of 241 injuries. 78 of those were concussions. And in the non-Czech Hockey League, there were 91 total injuries, with 23 of those being concussions. In the leagues with Czech hockey, concussions are more than three times likely than in no Czech hockey. What conclusions did this lead you to about how the game should be changed after learning that concussions are three times more likely in Czech hockey? I believe checking should be kept out of the sport as long as possible and maybe even entirely eliminated. As a parent, I want my kids in the safest environment while playing the sport they love. What do you think makes check hockey so much more dangerous than non-check hockey? Well, Obviously, the increased physicality is what makes check hockey so dangerous. I think during the game, athletes may look for the big hit, and in check hockey, that is legal. I also don't think, or excuse me, I also think in game situations, some athletes struggle to keep their emotions in check, and when that is the case, making the right decision in a hockey game can be difficult. When you tell people you want to take checking out of the game of hockey, what are their reactions to this? Do they agree or disagree with your opinion? I I get a variety of opinions on the topic. Some people believe taking checking out of the game changes the game. They think checking should be implemented earlier and children will learn how to play check hockey when they first start. My response to that is to look at the data. They have no argument when concussions are three times more likely in check hockey. To make sure all athletes are safe, similar rules in other sports should be implemented as well. In addition to reducing concussions through making the sport less physical, concussions must be treated properly. The first step to treating a concussion properly is making sure that all concussions are diagnosed. Concussions can be very difficult to diagnose because they are diagnosed based on symptoms. 
Fred Thigh explains athletes, teammates, and coaches all have the responsibility to report all symptoms to keep the athlete safe. If an athlete continues to play after receiving a concussion, they can experience what is called second impact syndrome. This causes longer recovery time and worsens symptoms. No matter how minor the symptoms of a concussion are, the concussion should be reported and looked at by medical professionals. Other than symptoms, another way to diagnose concussions is impact testing. Today, we have special guest Heidi Spleet here to talk to us about impact testing. Impact testing is formerly known as immediate post-concussion assessment and cognitive test and is used when it is possible that an athlete has experienced a concussion, meaning they have a symptom. So what is impact testing? It's a computerized testing program that measures an athlete's reaction time and memory to determine if a concussion has occurred. Impact testing takes about 25 minutes and asks athletes about symptoms such as headaches to help them determine if there is a concussion. For impact testing to be accurate, the athlete must take a baseline test prior to having a concussion. Baseline testing is needed because every individual experiences different symptoms and has a different memory level. After an athlete has experienced concussion-like symptoms, an impact test can be taken. Then a doctor will compare the results from the baseline to results from the test after symptoms to determine if the athlete has a concussion and what the next steps are to treat the concussion. Do you think impact testing is the best way to diagnose a concussion? Yes, it's very quick, easy, and inexpensive to use. Impact testing can be done on any computer and used by schools. Impact testing allows the athlete to get back to the sport as soon as symptoms are not present. Also, depending on the severity of the concussion, the doctor will be able to treat the concussion better, allowing the athlete to get back to the sport faster. Thank you for your time and insight on impact testing. Once it is determined that an athlete has a concussion, treating the concussion properly is very important. Concussions in sports explains when a concussion is first obtained, rest is very important because it is essential to recovery. Additionally, bright lights and loud noises can worsen symptoms. After a few days, it can be beneficial for an athlete to return to light exercises such as walking. School can become very difficult for the athlete as they may struggle with headaches, concentration, memory, and more. The student should gradually increase the amount of schoolwork done when they have a concussion. Overall, impact testing can be used to help diagnose and properly treat concussions. This should be utilized by all athletes. Additionally, rules in sports should be changed to make the game less physical, ideally reducing the amount of concussions experienced by the athletes. At the end of the day, the most important thing in sports is the safety of the athletes. Thanks again for listening to Injuries in Sports Podcast. This is your host, Maddie Woodward, and I hope to see you again next week.